No, I'm not at Beans and Ages. What's that? What the fuck that? Did you hear that? Is that a cat? It's the cat making yum yum noise. <laughs> Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Mankai J. Matthews, and I am joined as always by Hollywood, Hollywood, little wearing my gypsy hat, Hollywood Fletch. Hello, how's it going, Hollywood Fletch? Super duper. It's better if we're in the room again, in the room again, third time, three in a row. Nobody died. Hat trick. Hat trick. Speaking of which, you're wearing my hat. It's good. You look like Brad Pitt in Snatch. Yeah, well, you've got the same hat on. That's true, for one thing, and a sleeveless Godzilla t-shirt. We've got the third man with us today, ladies and gentlemen. Magic Mark, say hello. 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 You're all right, Bab? I'm all right. I'm not there, though. I'm I'm in my living room. Yes, you are. A million miles away. With no shirt on because it's warm. No one wants to see that. It's a good job this is an audio medium. Super Tat After Dark, Ooh. the topless edition. Tops off tats. Tops off tats. That would be Super Tat, wouldn't it? Mm. Super Tats, more like. <laughs> Do you have any Super Tats, Mark? Oh, Mark's got Do glorious I... tattoos. Really? Yeah, I've got, like, a full sleeve and, like, most of my legs covered. He's got Do you otters tattooed on his legs. I do have an otter. I've also got a cat, many cats, a lion, a phoenix. Dizzy from Commodore 64. I, I am. Checks out. But I think he's from Spectrum. What else have I got? I've got, I've got, a, I've got a T-Rex with a cup of tea, so he's a T-Rex, lol. Uh, I've got a monkey, but he's cooking because, you know, who doesn't want a tattoo of a monkey doing some cooking? Exactly. Have you been up to much this week since we spoke to you last time then, Mark? I've been in. You've been in? Sitting yeah. in, in your African trousers? <laughs> yeah, I've got like these, they're genuinely imported by my brother from Sierra Leone. I'm wearing my trousers that make me look like a very white African. The sort so. of trousers that um, the posh kids buy at Glastonbury. Yeah, they're, 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 a, they're a particularly bright <laughs> orange, yellow and blue. Mm. Do you look like you're on your gap here? <laughs> no, I look like someone double the age of someone on their gap yard. Yeah, too, too old to be on the gap yard. Gap yard. Mark, Mark would be dishing out the uh, jet skis on the beach. <laughs> How'd it go on a jet ski? Maybe that's something for after lockdown is fucked off. Well, we were talking about after lockdown the other day because, Mark, we've got a little group chat between the three of us about, about show stuff. But the other day... I introduced Mark to a TV show that I'd only found that afternoon, and that was Night Fight on the History Channel. Now, Night Fight is pretty much what it sounds like, isn't it? Yeah. Might have immediately binge-watched it because, you know, I hadn't got anything better to do because fucking lockdown. But it's Mm. brilliant. I loved it. Night Fight. It's just people dressed as knights fighting, smashing the shit out of each other, being commentated by Christian, who just looks bewildered by the whole thing. Christian the wrestler from Edging Christian. That's put the idea in our head as soon as this lockdown's over. We're going for a uh, a medieval feast, are we, lads? Going to go and uh, call people a witch, eat a boar, dress up as a nobleman, all meet with this, your hands. All of this suits me, apart from the eating, like, a boar, because kind of veggie. Are there any vegetables on the bone that I can tear it with my teeth? Since no. when have you been a vegetarian, Mark? I didn't... Not that there's an issue with that. I mean, I, I could aggressively eat broccoli, I suppose. But yeah, I've been a veggie about six months. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, we hadn't, you know, we haven't really seen each other outside of the house for six months. <laughs> Is that why? Is it because you don't have access to meat? Yeah, that's it. No, my partner fills the fridge full of fucking meat and it keeps looking at me. I don't know. You can have the apple out the pig's head or something like that. Oh, right. I'll have the apple. Good. You may That's... be burnt as a witch for being a vegetarian and veggie. <laughs> Shall we get into it then? Get, get, into... Into, get into the film. Film that we've done this week. We're here to do the podcast, lads. Do you remember? Yeah. Fletcher, what have we watched this week on Supertap Film Club? Full Eclipse. Full Eclipse? Is that you, what it... re- Yes, Full Eclipse, a.k.a. AKA the Death Rattle. The from... de- Is that what it's... Yeah. AKA the Death Rattle from 1993. Mario Van Peebles is here. 
Marion Van Peebles, not only is he a, like a proper director, but he, probably best known for, in my head, Jaws 4, floating around on a raft with Michael Caine. I have no idea who Marion Van Peebles is. Oh, you will now, mate. I'll tell you who he is. He was the sorcerer in Highlander 3. Fucking... Uh, it, a wall! The yeah. one who drives into a wall. Yeah, that's him. He's like, oh, you are. Yeah, I know he is. He, he directed New Jack City. Oh, New Jack City? Yeah, yeah. That's a serious film. He did serious films. But aside from his serious films, he did a lot of action films. This one's a werewolf action film. We're doing werewolves again. We're doing werewolves. We did, I, I made a joke at the end of uh, the Rad episode about how it was werewolf week this week. And ironically, it did turn into werewolf week, didn't it? Because we did two episodes about werewolves. Because we had E.K. Wimmer on last week from Laser Graves talking about wolves from the 80s. Now, bump it, bump it forward a few, few years. More werewolves. More werewolves. Cop, buddy cop. Werewolf film. I'm so fucking done with werewolf. Right, okay. Well, maybe we'll have a gap now, a wolf gap. Although, did you hear about the uh, the new Universal werewolf film, Wolfman film? No. No. They've got Wizard of Gods playing the werewolf. Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Well, it's not going to say much, is it? Is he going to drive around in a car murdering folk? Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, yeah, they should get Nicholas Winding Refn to do it. Oh, Neon. He's still in Maniac Cop. Neon. I know he is. Yeah, it's going to be like a neon nightmare, but it in a is. good way. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to be able to watch that film. You're not? The man that made... I've never thought of this before. Yeah. Have you ever watched The Neon Demon? I have, mate. I bet you were fucking... I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, Jesus. I bet you pulled your cock off. No, I didn't. I enjoyed the film, and, and it's, it's very got a lot of neon in it, and a lot of uh, synth, and a lot of people in shiny costumes. <laughs> of course I've watched that film, Fletch. Has it got any power mills? It's got a couple of power mills. They're very aggressive. I wouldn't say they're milfy. They're just powerful, shiny women. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. You do it to me every time. You bring it out of me, and then you look at me like I'm, I'm some kind of pervert. You are a fucking pervert. I'm sick of you being a degenerate. Or Don't whatever. you kink shame me on the radio. It's not the radio. How old am I? <laughs> on the wireless. Old. Did you enjoy this one, Mark? Well, the first thing I noticed was that it was by HBO, so I, w- I would like to question whether or not this could be... Well, when I saw it, I was... I'm going to question whether or not this is tat. Oh, boy, this was well, tat. It was totally tat. I thought the same thing as well. I feel like HBO shouldn't be providing tat. HBO have got a rep to maintain. And this, well, this kind of shat on it all, didn't it? Well, it's no Sopranos, is it? I I did not like this. Um, I think it has the actual lowest love hearts of all time with two. Good Lord, two love hearts. Two love hearts. I quite enjoyed this film, but I, do I didn't love hate it yet. as much as Cheerleader Camp. I don't. Well, I think right it would go a long way for me to hate something as much as Cheerleader Camp. How about you, Fletcher? Did you enjoy the uh, the Wolf film? Yeah, I thought it was a uh, modern masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into I it. Couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Another werewolf film? They're all shit. But then it was dead good. Yeah, it was totally different to all the other werewolf films we've ever seen, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of, in a way, it was. Basically, I think Mark's opinion is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I mean, that's not I think a lot of other people's opinions are wrong. Doesn't mean I don't like them. Uh. <laughs> right, should we get into it? I'm wearing a fedora. I'm yes, gonna, that's why I'm going to talk down to everyone. That's why you're getting aggressive, because yeah. you're wearing that hat. You're wearing my leathery hat. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have opinions about the Lady Ghostbusters film that I want to tell everyone about. I'm mad about the new She-Ra cartoon. It's too late for that. That's gone. enough. Anyway, right, we're starting the film, and this film doesn't start in New York, said to, hey, this one starts in L.A., City of Angels, and it's a seedy, seedy place. There's bad juju going down. There's people visiting ladies of the night. And two minutes in, street punk bonfire. That's how you know it's bad, because that's what's happening. Mario Van Peebles played a man called Max Dyer. 
Max Dyer. Wolf? Max Dyer Wolf. Dyer Wolf. Yeah, Dyer Wolf. Oh. He's I wonder if that was deliberate. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he's in the car with his partner, and he said, he's got some news for the peeps, for big peeps, big Mario. He's like, over the weekend, I popped the, I popped the big question to, to Helen. And she said, yeah, peeps. She said, yeah, and he's like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. He said, and you know what, another thing, I'm going to retire. After t- I'm going to retire because she's got enough money. I think I'm the happiest I've ever been. I hope this is like the long, I mean, the start of the long run for me and Helen. This is it now, Van Peebles. And Van Peebles is like, that's great. I mean, I'll miss you, but it's great that you sorted your life out. I've also just won an award for happiest life and would be the saddest person if died award at work. Yeah, well, let's not be gloomy about it, Fletch, because, you know, people's... Hang on, hang on, guys. Sorry. Unit 17, please come in. Street punks ripping up a nightclub in town. We are, we are. They're on it straight away. The two maverick cops, Peebles and Jimmy. They pull up outside the club. Shots get fired. Peebles turns around to Jimmy and says, Hey, Jimmy, you feel like dancing? His name's Peebles. Peebles. Van Peebles. Peebles. He sounds like a serial <laughs> mascot. Let's wait for the swap, Van Peebles. We need to wait for backup. And Peebles is like, no, there's gunshots going off in there. So they, they, they hot-tail it up the roof, and they're going to get in via the pipes. Jimmy says, I'm getting too old for this shit. And he looks at his lucky coin. They were clearly trying to set up this Riggs and Murtaugh type dynamic between them. Yeah. And they thought the best way that they could do it is just making him quote Danny Glover. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Just just if you weren't clear that this guy's supposed to be Murtaugh. He's too old for this shit. He's he's literally about to retire. Do you reckon they asked Danny? Yeah, maybe said, no, just not doing it. Yeah. Well, we're still going to use your catchphrase anyway, so fuck off. Inside the club, punks have taken people hostages. There's a load of people there, and the punks are demanding a number of things, one of which is, a million bucks, man! I want a million bucks! And the other thing is a fucking Learjet right outside on the street! Peebs is in the pipe. Peebs, Van Peebles can see the street punkery going on down, down underneath the grill. He's looking down at the, at the, the, the punk scum, shooting up innocence. Jimmy gets in the pipe. As soon as he gets in the pipe, he's creaking and banging. He, he's got complacent because I think he knows he's, he's getting near the end. Well, he's, he's too old. For he's this. too old for this shit. He is. Helen, he can smell Helen's lovely dinners. Do you know what I mean? He wants to retire. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Helen. Yeah, he clomps into the pipe willy-nilly. Bad lad down below. He's like, hang on a minute, turn that stereo off by shooting the living shit out of it. They shoot the sound system, which has got legs attached to the side of it. Right. Why do they they do that? Why do they shoot it? There's an on and an off switch. They could have got a hostage to... It's just so America and guns. This is why you're not in our street gang, Mark. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to be in a street. We want to shoot the we want to shoot the speakers off, and you're like, just unplug it. Yeah, just turn it I down. Mean, that's it. They could no, have unplugged it. They didn't even need street punks. They didn't even need to switch it off. They could have just unplugged it if they were going to go a bit cray. But they just blast it full of full of bullets. Right? Isn't that really expensive? Like, it's is not dead expensive. Bullets. I don't know. I'm not American. Yeah, I haven't apparently. fired a I mean, gun. They're demanding like a million pounds in a jet. Yeah. They're, well, that's maybe that's why they need it. Wasting bullets. Yeah. Wasting bullets. Well, speaking of wasting something, but not just bullets, they waste Jimmy's clanking around in the pipe like a fucking big squirrel. Bad lad shoots him. Peebles. No! He does that. Nine nine minutes twenty, they take his fucking partner. He literally does go, no! <laughs> How is that it, not a love art? Well, here comes the Rewenge. Yeah, exactly. Shall I, it, maybe I can give that a retroactive love art. I did enjoy oh, that. You are correct. <laughs> because he does dish out hot, hot, slow-motion execution Rewenge on the whole club. All of the bad lads are dead. Peebles is lying down after he's spent his sexy bullets. <laughs> Looking up, 
at the pipe of doom, <laughs> dripping with the lifeblood of his friend and partner. And he's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you make that so erotic? I don't know. Did you find it? I mean, that says more about you than it does about me. He was pumping sexy bullets into everyone. You don't understand because you're not American. Americans find bullets sexy and get erections over them. Jimmy is in a bad way after the pipe bullet disaster. Peeves is at his bedside, as is his future wife, and she says, it's not fair, Max. And Max says, it's never fair. And he's going to go. He's going to go, but he says, look, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay with Jimmy's wife, because what if he wakes up? What if he wakes up? Now, Peebles, guys, has got his own problems. He's a policeman and he's married, which obviously means he's in therapy. But he's married huh. to, to Amanda from Diagnosis Murder. And oh, he's in shit, he is? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. mate. That, that, that can have a love art. There we go. You misjudged this film, haven't you, Mark? So, maybe maybe I was in a maybe I was in a bad mood because it was a bit shite. But um, you know that's definitely love heart con- country. Is, yeah, I told you your opinion was wrong. <laughs> I mean, so, the difference between you and me is that I'm 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 able to make analytical decisions and change my opinion, whereas you just don't seem to be very reasonable. <laughs> I'm an immovable object. So and yeah, that makes you an irresistible force, Mark. Oh, are you going to meet? Doesn't because I just said I'm prepared to change my opinion. Therefore, I okay. am irresistible. All right. So he's married to diagnosis murder, right? And he's... I'm not an unreasonable man. <laughs> he's married to diagnosis murder, and he's a no-nonsense cop. So naturally, they're having marriage counselling. The counsellor says, "What makes you angry, Max?" And he says, "Bad guys." <laughs> Bad guys would make you angry if you were a cop. Wow. And his wife, diagnosis murder, murder, says, can't you ever stop being a cop one day, Ben Peoples? And he says, no, diagnosis murder. No! <laughs> I am a cop. He's got good reasons, because his friend and partner is dying. His marriage is on the rocks. Poor peeves. He says, cops lose. They just They lose everything. They lose just about everything. And his wife says, I love you, Max. But he didn't sign up for war duty. And he holds her hands. But Max is sad. Max is very sad. While this is going on, clip clop. We've mentioned scary shoes before, guys. Shoes in a hospital. But we know it's a policeman because the nurse says, all right, officer, how's it going? He's not technically sneaking into the hospital. But he goes in and he injects Jimmy. Jimmy! With some, like, pissy-looking green drug. Outside of Wolf House. A night wolf! <laughs> so we have oh. our first violation of the film. Without uh-huh. permission, without consent, he injects him with essentially a phallus to make him a. Um, to make him different. And this starts a huge, huge issue that I have with this film of. Please, somebody, somewhere, ask for and or receive consent. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that, yeah. 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 Now that I think about it. Oh, my it, God. Yeah. This is a really rapey film, isn't yeah. it? It is really, really, really rapey. Really yeah. fucking rapey. It, it, oh, it, 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 it made... There was so much cringe in this film, which I will inevitably over-egg this point as we continue, so I'll shut up for the time being. Next day at work, Max is getting getting ready for work in the locker room. He's a bit sad. Wife's leaving him. Partner's about to die. He's not, though. Taps him on the shoulder. Fucking right as rain. He's like, all right, Maxie pad, because that's what they call him down at the station. And he's like, I can't believe my eyes. I can't believe my Mario Van Peepers. Nice. <laughs> he's like, what's going on? What you, you, he said, it's... <laughs> Oh, I, do you know what the advantage of being back in the room with you is? Yeah. Just seeing your little face light up when you're like... When I think of a joke. Van Peepers! <laughs> he is an animated man, and I, I, you're right, I do miss that being, what, 80 miles away. <laughs> just, <laughs> just the pride in his little eyes, then. 
to be fair to our American friends, that's a bit of a stroll, 80 miles, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, they always moan at us when they're over in... When we have American guys stay, we're like, oh, we've got a show tomorrow. It'll take us an hour to get there. Which could be shit. They go, man, have you ever driven 25, 25 hours in the fucking snow to go and do a show for no money? You're like, no, I haven't, Reg. Stop talking about it. Just drop the pretense. Like, I'm talking about Reg. Yeah. For anyone who's not completely clear, he's talking about René Dupree. Maxipad says, he says, you took four bullets. I saw you take them four bullets, Jimmy. And he says, well, what can I say? It's the wonders of modern medicine. He says, but it's a bit more than that. He says, I took a hit. I woke up in the hospital. Jimmy spins his gun quite badly. A little bit like Robocop, but quite bad. <laughs> a bit like a shit TJ Hooker. And he sure TJ Hooker was a shit TJ Hooker. Well, yeah. He says, how about you and me go out there and catch some bad guys? And they do. They go out on the street. But outside on the street, Jimmy's arguing with the donut man because since he's gone wolfy, he wants more sugar in his diet and he thinks the, the donut man's depriving him of that. So Peebles is like, calm down with donut man. I'm going to go outside and slowly put on my slow motion shades while I check out the street, see what's going on. As he puts on his fucking shades... Car full of street punks opens fire on the street. Jesus Christ. Are they his crime glasses? His crime glasses, yes. Yeah. So is, like, is he like Ronnie Piper and they live? He just puts them on and he's like, crime! Well, he sees AK-47s immediately as soon as he puts them on. He's like, everybody down! This way he does uh, the Van Peebles double gun jump. In slow motion, jumps towards the gun, jumps towards the car, shooting with a gun in both hands. He max pains it. Jimmy witnesses this, drops his donut, and then springs straight into action. And when I say springs into action, he literally leaps over all the cars like an animal. Bad lads all over the place. He shoots a load of bad lads from the top of a moving bus full of panicking mothers and children. I, again, this, this scene, right? So many guns. And I know that America has more guns than we do, as in... They've got lots and we've got none. But is this as gunny as America really is? Is it depicting the norm that is fuck tons of guns, drive well, by shooting? You mean like all them people who were mad they couldn't get haircuts the other week? And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, there was a certain era of films, I think from sort of like 88 to sort of mid-90s, where like Robocop and stuff like that were just super, super violent. Yeah, but... Robocop was a satire yeah, of yeah. that, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, what I'm getting at is, then the police officer is insanely reckless, superpowers or not. This isn't brave. It's dumb. There are lots and lots and lots of deaths. To be fair, he jumps on top of a bus and then shoots someone. Like, Dirty Harry did that, and he wasn't even a werewolf. Yeah. And then the guy... Clint, did... That's just a normal day for Clint Eastwood. Jimmy shoots, shoots the punks in a car from atop the bus. They get out of that. They get in a bike. So he does a wolf leap, wolf leap. Oh! And he leaps on. He leaps onto the motorcycle, throws the street punk out of the fucking sidecar and then drives the other street car, drives the other street punk into the wall to his death. Now, Peebles comes around the corner. He's like, Jimmy, what happened? And Jimmy's just walking out of it, walking out of the fire like a wolfy Terminator. That was pretty cool. Mm. That was pretty cool, I'll give you that. <laughs> well, to tell you who didn't think it was cool, Peebs, Big Peebs, Mario Van Peebles. The next day, they try to get, they want to give him... He was channeling Mark and just being like, that was dangerous! Yeah, he's like, I, I, the next day, they give him an award for Valor, and he just didn't want it. His mate says, his cop friend says, you've got more medal, medals than I've got buttons. And he says, I'll tell you what, about, I don't want this. And he gives it him. And he says, knock yourself out. And he walks off. And Jimmy's in a bad way. He's wearing a duster at home in the garage. And he's, uh, he's making silver bullets out of his lucky dollar, melting it down. And you can see there's, he's been reading books about dogs and wolves. Peebles goes home to an empty apartment. He checks phone messages. He's got two. One from De Detective Adam Garou. Adam Garou? What does, what, does, what does Garou mean? Can you look it up and see, see what that means? It's French. <laughs> Don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's French for werewolf. Oh, it's French. So his name is A Werewolf, is it? Yes. Okay. For A sake. Werewolf. 
Yeah. So, so he's had Mark, me- Mark thought he hated this film yeah. before. <laughs> so he's had a message from a werewolf, and his wife has left him a message to say she's gone to to his to her mum's because you know she's a sad wife cop, and that's what they do all the time. Well, poor something. Yeah. Max goes to see uh, a werewolf, Adam Guru. Uh, <laughs> sorry, hang on. Sorry. <laughs> I need to get. I need this. To get, get, this was a shit film. I hated it. <laughs> I scared the cat with my outburst. I need to make some very. We'll, we'll choose a better one for you next time. Oh, Voodoo Academy. It's on the bloody list, Bab. Let's work two. Let's work two. Yeah, we will do that, but we need a gap. My Little Pony: Secret of the Ooze. Wait, what? You're just making up films now. We do a com- was it Secret of the Ooze? There was one where there no, was that's a fucking- turtles. Oh, there was one where there was like this goo tidal wave that attacked My Little Pony. Can we do that one? Should we do an animated one? That'd be cool. We've I've never been done animated anyway. Well, you want to do that frog one, don't you? Yeah, Fro Seven. That's proper cack. Did you like it though? Loved it. Well, we'll do it then. There you go. <laughs> right. So Max goes to see um, Adam Guru, and Adam Guru basically tells Peebles that his life is a total waste of time. He's like, "Your wife's left, yeah." Well, he's like, "She hasn't yet." And Greg, well, she has, isn't she, Peebles? <laughs> Your best mate's dead. You know, might as well be dead. And he's like, "Hang on a minute." He's, 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 he's a bit wolfy. He says. So it can happen to anybody. They go into the hospital and they come out like a bionic X-Man, is what he says. Um, I remember the bionic X-Man. I remember all of the bionic X-Men. Yeah. Who was your favourite bionic X-Man? Oh, um, Mario Van Peebles, Max Dyer, obviously. Can, can, I, can I point out that there is a couple of bionic X-Men? Forge has got a mechanical leg and Cable has got um, like cybertronic parts as well. Cable's not an X-Man. He's an X-Factor. Yeah, that's a... That's he's a member of Six Pack. That's a part of the X-Men thing. He's, he's fucking Cyclops' son. He's an X-Man. Do you know, as a kid, Cable was, like, my favourite. Really? That's yeah. because he had massive guns. He did, like, literally. And he wore sleeveless T-shirts all the time. So he never wore sleeves. Never wore sleeves. That's how you judge a person, isn't it? Is that why you never wear sleeves? He's got not. He, he he came around today in a t-shirt with sleeves on. And he's removed oh, them. Shit. He, he removed them when he realised he was like, "Bring me Sarah's scissors. I need to get these fuckers up." Good. Gone. Now he's got his pasty white arms out. Sun's out. Guns out. I've got a proper dad vest burn now. I've always got the guns out when I'm outside doing the cardio. It's because you're like an iguana. You just sit out there on like your favourite rock and just gurn. In the sunlight. I would. I don't rock. I tell you, that's basically my plan for the next week. Is I've got a pile of books. I'm going to sit outside, not on a rock, on the grass. I'm going to read some books in the sun, like a lizard man. I mean, You're going to end up looking like a suitcase. Don't know. I don't care. I'll be a happy suitcase that's read some books and sat in the garden. Not a miserable, pale suitcase that sits in his own house and does IT. Oh, sorry, that got a bit personal, then, didn't it? I'm not a pale suitcase. I both sit in my house and I'm also pale. So, you know, you, you kind of insulted us both. Malachi J. Matthews, if that really you is got... your name. He you... was getting really arsy at me earlier because he was sat outside just iguanaing, just gurning into the sun. And I bought the chair out and I put it in the shade and I went and sat in the shade. And he was just so offended by it. That's the best bit, the shade. Yeah, he was furious. The best bit about the shade is it keeps my bruise a little bit cooler before I pop them open while I'm burning the sun in the sun. I hate going outside. You're well, like, you're in the wrong place now, sugar. It's like, it's like when I was a kid. You know when your parents used to just be like, go outside, and you'd be forced to go outside? When yeah, it's so I'll play outside. It's nice outside. No. Didn't you, we, uh, they used to just make me go outside. I used to have to just stand outside. Were you fending off the crow at the time? Well, that was... Well, yeah, there's a fucking crow out there. And I'm just... I just have to used to go and stand outside on the street. 
Malachi J. Matthews, you are a heavily tattooed man. You should fear yeah. the sun because it fades your tattoos. Well, it's kind of doing him a favour. I've never <laughs> seen Malachi's tattoos. To be fair, he has got one of Phil Collins. <laughs> he yeah. does. He yeah. does. I didn't see that until today. He got up. He's like, I'm getting another beer. And he walked away and I saw his little Phil Collins. You've never seen that Phil Collins? <laughs> no. You were it's... walking away and I was like, is that Phil Collins? It's yeah. my favourite well... tattoo that isn't on me is his, is his um, Phil Collins <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> Adam Guru, a werewolf woo-hoo. He's, uh, he's... <laughs> I am the werewolf cuckoo cachoo. Yeah, he, he says <laughs> he's, he's talking to people and he's like, look, all I want to do is introduce you, introduce you to a, another load of sad cops because it's sad cop club. I'm the head counsellor here. What I do is I find the saddest of the cops and I make them all meet and get sad together. He says, Max, you're one of the best cops on the force, no question. You're smart. you got nerve. And it's a combination we can't afford to lose. And he said, okay, man, what's the deal? Asks the big peeves. And he says, they, they meet twice a week. Meet twice it's a week. Fucking AA. Yeah, well, he said, they meet twice a week. And he says, how oh, is that any different to going down the pub? The Blue Night, where I go with all my cop bros. The Blue Night. The Blue Night. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. He says, all right, peeves. Okay, just come on Thursday. I'll hope you'll be there. And he says, I tell you what, I think about it. And Peebs leaves. When Peebs leaves, Guru puts a little, like, Walkman on and he starts doing wolf meditation, curled up in a ball on the chair. So this whole scene, right, I have issues. There is no subtlety. Adam Guru is a massive fucking douchebag from the start. There's no, this is a good guy trying to do good work, misdirection. He's a bellend from the very, very oh, beginning. Just a bad lad. Yeah. Off. And and that, that 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 could have been so much better done. And what is it about tat films and the protagonists being massive fucking douchebags? It is not very far into this film. And the main character is fundamentally unlikable. Well they do they do it a lot. I thought he was cool as shit. <laughs> Which really? I love alienating my loved ones. That's the coolest thing. Well, speaking of his loved ones, he's down the pub, he's down the Blue Knight. Guys, do you remember the pub? Do you remember the pub? I remember pubs. I slightly remember the pub. I mean, we didn't go in many, but... Anyway. We didn't go in many. I quite like. So we just went to the Blue Knight. I with all like the other podcasts. I quite like a pint of bitter and a bag of dry roast right now. Oh, bloody hell. I would as well. Have you ever ate a scorpion? I don't think so. I've eaten, like, mealworms and... I've ate other... a scorpion. It's like a little poor scratching, but it looks horrible. I've had a cricket. Oh, yeah. Did you take the wings off? No. With the wings, did the wings fall to pieces in your mouth and it was disgusting? Yeah. Yeah. I always take the wings off my crickets. There, there are certain meats that I'm, I'm not missing. Now I'm a veggie, in it, and, and, and crickets is one of those meats. To be honest, I was eating too many crickets. Yeah. Well, there's loads of crickets here because... As I said, man, the guy's the guana. That's all he eats. That's it. That's why I invited you around. Plentiful. Mealworms for all. So, <laughs> Peeps is down the pub with with his police mates. Introduce it. Like, if you think of a policeman. So, yeah, I need, I need an actor. Hello, agency. I need an actor to play a policeman. Uh, what time? Uh, between 1981 and now. I tell you, I'll send. I'll send Dean Norris because he's Hollywood's go-to cop. Yeah, he is. He is. The cop guy. Yeah. Hank from Breaking Bad. Under the Dome, which is a really he bad Stephen King thing. Yeah. He's also cop in the gym in 1989's Police Academy 6. <laughs> he also looks a lot like the guy who plays the main character in The Shield, but he's not the main character in The Shield. No, Michael Chiklis or something in it. Yeah, it's not him. But we spoke earlier on about Tat. We spoke about Lethal Weapon. He's in Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. He's a cop. Yeah. He's in Total Recall. He's not a cop, but he's got a wobbly face. He's in Hard to Kill. He probably got killed. It wasn't that hard to kill then. Well, no. Terminator 2, Gremlins 2. Credited in both films, Swapman. He's in... Yeah. He's the one with the mask in yep. Terminator 2. Yeah, he is, yeah. But you... it's just... It's him. They even... They even... 
he's in a gas mask. You can't even see how much of a cop face he has. And they still fucking cast him. It was because a, he just moves like a cop. It was a cop in X-Files. Yeah. It was a cop in Lawnmower Man. He was a cop he was. in... He was. Hey. He was. But Fletcher, tell me about the first time you saw tits in a film. He was in Starship Troopers. He was in Troopers. Starship Troopers, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now... Oh, that's a really intimate thing to know about me. There you go. We are friends, aren't we? So, yeah, Dean Norris, King of the Cops. He's in this. We were your just first did. tits, Jamie Lee Curtis? They were, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah first tits I ever saw were Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, trading places. Mm. Our friendship is so strong, clearly. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Lady Chattersley's lover on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I watched it because there was going to be tits and then there was tits. Oh mate! Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was either that or um, it was either that or um, Euro Trash, I think. Oh right, yeah, oh, yeah, Lolo yeah. Ferrari and all that. I remember the first yeah. time I saw Willy on the telly. <laughs> when was that? It was Bonsai. Bonsai. Do you remember Bonsai? I do. Because you'd bet on stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah. And they had one oh, where it was street play. Yeah. And they and it was like their feet. And then you'd have to, based on their foot size, you had to bet who had the biggest... Who had the biggest dick. Yeah. And I don't know, they just did it. The camera just zoomed up, just went straight up. Penis. Well, now... Good. All over the place. Well, <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> so, yeah, cops are relaxing. You can tell they're relaxing because Van Peebles has got his tie up and his top button, well, his top four buttons undone. You can see... His beautiful chest. Yeah, the weird thing about that bonsai thing, the guy with the biggest feet had the smallest willy. They proper threw a curveball at us. Oh, there you go, then. There you go. Mm. Yeah. The cops are all playing pool and talking. He said, oh, how's it going with Jimmy? I know that he like he nearly died and he basically came back from the, from the dead. He said, yeah. He goes into the hospital and he comes out like Dirty Harry on crack. Dirty Harry? Dirty Harry? Dirty he Harry jumped on... on the bus. He did, yeah. It's like Dirty Harry. Oh. Jimmy walks into the bar. He's looking really peaky. He's got his long duster on and he's greased all his hair back. And he's like, Peebs, Van Peebles, Breaking Bad. I'm not marrying Helen anymore. And he's like, what, what are you on about? Yes, you are. You told us the other day. You're retiring, settling down, getting a little farm. Helen... He said, I wanted to thank you for being a good partner. He's like, what are you talking about? It's just like... <laughs> Breaking Bad says, Jimmy, tell us all about... Tell us all about it, Jimmy, says Breaking Bad. And he says, I'm out of here, guys. I'm out of here. Peebles is like, don't be silly. We'll get you a drink. Come and hang out. He turns around. As soon as Peebles t- turns his back, he shot himself in his head with his own made silver lucky dollar bullet. Bam! Jimmy is down. He is out of here. Dead in the bar. Peebles is so sad that he goes to look at the sea and think really hard from a Baywatch lifeguard area. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Mm. that scene was really good. Yeah? When he shoots himself. Mm. Because I didn't... It really just happened. Because it just seemed much more violent. Because he just kind of walked in and he was clearly, like, not okay. And Peebles is like, oh, just don't worry, I'll get you a beer. And then, bang, he just shoots himself. It's not okay. I thought that was just sudden and impactful. Mm. What is it? Does that say more about Peebles? Was Peebles not listening? Absolutely right, it does, douchebag. Breaking Bad's not listening. Always ask twice. Always ask twice. Peebles goes to Jim's place and he finds all sorts of wolf-based clues. There's like wolf books, massive claw marks in the table. <laughs> I'd like to point out at this point as well, Peebles still hasn't realised he sees wolf books. I'm reading about dogs. Wolf marks on the table. Peebles, is, it's not connected. There's his book with Jimmy on the front of it that says, My Life as a Werewolf yeah, and he's by just, Jimmy the Cop. And he's like, what the fuck's going on in here? He's, what he does find is a pile of the melted silver coins. He just doesn't get it at all. He's not putting one and one together. 
to make two. Max goes to a meeting with Adam Guru, a werewolf, in his place, and his house looks like a fucking castle. It's bloody massive. And Guru introduces Peebles to the team. They're all on bunk beds, stone bunk beds in the wall. The first one he introduces is uh, Casey Spencer, Patsy Kensick. Patsy, big Patsy. Oh, Patsy. She's, she's an attractive woman, isn't she? Powerful. I think you'd, I think you'd say that she was a powerful woman, wouldn't you, wouldn't Mark? As well as Patsy Kensick, you have Ramon Perez. And he's in a bunk bed. He's like one of the best cops in town. So much so, peeps know who, who's he, who he is. You're Ramon. There's the guy there looking cagey. He says, who's this? He says, that's Don Crane. He looks really nervous. He looks really shady. Oh, and the girl from Hellraiser 3 smokes on fags. She's the other one. Big <laughs> Evil Adam, bad A werewolf man, says, you all have one thing in common. An outstanding, an outstanding police record. Your warriors wanted to strike back at the evil, the decay of the city. All of the cops have really sad stories. And Max is now truly in Sad Cop Club. Says society wants the streets clean. They say that we are the law. If they say that we are the law, then why can't we be the fucking law? I have a real problem with this scene. It is literally five minutes after his mate has blown his brains out and he's still cool and wisecracking. So he's, he's had his little montage, his grief montage with that fucking beach scene. And now he's OK. He should be getting six months off being a police officer, not being recruited to the kind of high tech werewolf fucking badass unit. Yeah, but Mark, this is the counsellor that they sent him to. This is what they, this is what he did. He says, "Oh, you look pretty. You like need you look you, Yeah, you need holiday. Why well, you come with me? Become a rubbish X man." Peebs asks, "Is this some kind of pseudo Charlie Bronson shit going on here?" Adam says, "No, we call it justice. Wolf justice." Doug is nervous. He takes Adam outside. He tells Adam Guru that it was him that injected fucking Jimmy before. He was he was close to death. Doug was nervous, so he went in and he gave him the wolf drug to see what would happen. He said, I don't want to burn out like that man. I don't want to burn out. <laughs> Adam says it will never happen. He was pumped full of junk. I'm telling you. He tipped him over the edge. You're young. You can, hand you can handle the wolf justice. And tonight they've got a mission. Their mission is some bad lads are having a gun party. They're selling, they're selling guns. Bullets and Butt heads and the team suit up in their shit X Men costumes and their ba <laughs> their Batman helmets without the horns on. <laughs> oh yeah, that was weird for me because there was another moment where I was not I was looking at my phone and like I looked up and they were all just dressed like the Power Rangers all of a sudden. Yeah, stood <laughs> at the other side of a river while Peebs is looking through with his Ghost Adventures style um, <laughs> what do you call it night vision. Also, one of the guys says. Hey, Perez, you better be careful because you're getting hitched tomorrow. You don't want to get your dick shut off because Perez, Wolfie Perez, is getting married tomorrow. The wolf police, they dive into the, into the river. They jump out the other side and Van Peebles watches as they lay waste to all the street punks. They're not street punks, though, are they? They're gun terrorists. It's like a fancy... It's, a, it's like a Catalina wine mixer. But they're selling guns, Uzis and bullets. So it's like a so it's a gun convention. It's a gun convention, yeah. And they go over with their cat noises. Wow! Oh, I forgot to mention they've got claws like Wolverine. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're actually exactly like Wolverine because they come through the knuckles rather than from the from the from the fingernails. And yeah, uh, I mean, but Mark, they've got full and they look a little bit like butter knives from the side. <laughs> they do, and also we. I mean, obviously, the character of Wolverine existed, but we hadn't seen Hugh Jackman's Wolverine by this point. No, no. So, so Peebles, he's seen this whole wolf shenanigans, Adam Guru and his wolf police. So he thinks, I'm going to go and tell the angry chief because it's a 90s film. So there's an angry chief and they all look the same. It's always a fellow, a bald fellow with a tash, really stressed. So he goes to meet stressed chief down the park and he's like, Chief, you're never going to believe this, but Adam Guru 
has got some kind of weird team and they're on some kind of wild drug that has them so pumped up. They look like monsters. And he says, that's weird because Adam Guru has requested that you be moved onto his new weird squad that we don't question. He says, it's an honour. So get on it. Don't turn it down. And he says, and Max, don't go filing any reports about monsters and werewolf people. So that's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. it now. That's people it. knows werewolves exist in the world. No, but he doesn't know, does he? Because he doesn't say werewolves. He says monsters. Because this is what we know about Peeves in this film. He's, he's, he's never heard he's, of werewolves. Yes, oblivious about werewolves until about two minutes from the end. Perez is getting married the next day. The whole, the whole lot of police cops, wolf people are there watching it. Perez walks out of the wedding. He's like, I don't want to get married no more. I'm a wolf man now. This isn't the life I want anymore. Is this a side effect of lycanthropy? Maybe it is, yeah. That's it. You just become careless. You just hate commitment. You hate commitment. I don't want a wife. No wife. Gone. Walked out. Just me in the pack. Yeah. And they're just looking at him like, mm. Peebles is like, I'm not, I'm not used to this type of behaviour. I'm going to go and sit down by a wolf in a cage. <laughs> now, Patsy Kensick comes over <laughs> and talks to him about, you know, joining the team, joining the pack. People still don't get that this wolf situation. He's looking at Patsy. He's looking at the wolf. He looks at Patsy. He looks at the wolf. And she said, join the pack. The pack. He's still not put it together. She tells him his, her sad story about the police. You know, she's got a sad police story. Because that's, that's how they get there. He looks at Patsy. He looks at the wolf. <laughs> he looks at Patsy. He still hasn't fucking clocked it. And he just leaves. Is, is this before or after she kisses him like a 12-year-old's first kiss during Spin the Bottle? Well, that's what he does. That's why he leaves. She, she, she gives him a spitty wolf kiss. And he's like, it I'm not a, having that. Oh, she fucking, does, doesn't she? It's <laughs> fucking she ridiculous. Yeah. It is the worst go, screen kiss I've ever seen. It really, really does look like a 12-year-old's first kiss during Spin you've the ne- Bottle. You've never seen Samurai Cop, then? Oh, I don't need to see Samurai Cop. I, I, I listened to your podcast about it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought you could say, I live Samurai yeah. Cop. Well, that's no. the I am the Samurai Cop. That's, that's the service that we provide, isn't it? Peebles goes to the morgue because he's got, a, he's got an inkling or something. So he goes to check out the bullet that Jimmy used to kill himself. He goes into the guy who's called Bob Meister or something because he keeps calling him Meister. Good air. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, that's got good air. He's a good-looking lad. He says, take out the slug. I want to look at the slug. They take out the slug from the head of Jimmy. Van Peebles looks at it and he says, that's made out of a silver dollar, that is. And I tell you what, he used to carry round a lucky silver dollar. Did you find a lucky silver dollar in his jeans when he died? He said, no. And I went, that's because it's in his fucking head. Peebles that's is good deduction him. skills, that is. Yeah, but he's still... Good deduction. Good deduction skills, but he still hasn't figured it out. That's just that's the, just really strong friendship. I bet you Peebles knows what Jimmy's first set of boobs he ever saw was. Well, probably does. The last part, I can tell you what the last ones he saw was. Helen's blesser. Oh. Poor Helen. This one's for Helen. <laughs> so... <laughs> for fuck's sake. The Peebles is confused and furious because he's not worked out. Silver bullet in his head. Why has he put silver in his head? So he's furious. He goes to the wolf pad. He says, I'm going to have it out with Adam Guru, with a werewolf. I'm having it. Knocks on the door. He's not there. Patsy Kensit's there, looking all sultry, being all milky all over the place. And he's like, where's the fucking, where's a Guru? Where is he? There's just stuff needs explaining. And Patsy Kensit says, all right, well, I'll tell you. Adam isn't just a detective. He's a scientist a biochemist, if you will, <laughs> and he has created a serum that makes us faster, stronger, better. And those assholes on the streets, they're all revved up on drugs, hepped up on goofballs, and this so, gives us the advantage. So, here is my second, what was originally my one of only two love hearts, because we are aware of how fond I am of science, and this was yeah. definitely some good science. Yeah. That's it. It's top of science. He says, that's my favourite type of scientist in a film, is the one who 
has a totally other job and on the side they're a genius scientist yeah, so like, as a hobby and a yeah. detective and a counselor it's a tat staple and she's like look at it it's brilliant try this green yellow wolf drug it's amazing it might feel great and he says i don't put shit like that in my body because i'm peebles kenzie says it's just a super vaccine it's like you know taking vitamin b or something like that but max refuses and he says there's only two things that i need to do and that's get old and die he's going to leave patsy kenzie decides she's going to do a bit of a wolf diddle against his will basically now and she's like right we're having wolf love. right stop, wolf stop, love stop, stop, stop 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 wolf diddle suggests even vaguely that there's con- some consent there there is no enjoyable diddling there is rape Patsy Kensit sexually assaults him and also physically assaults him with this serum. It is one of the most hideous, hideous things I have seen in a film for a long time. Well, that's what happens. She does. She uh, she shoots. Uh, she shoots him after getting a, after after a, a big beefy slice of Peebles. She she shoots him. Call it what it is. Call it what it is. That's what she. I mean, she shoots Peebles. And then in order to bring him back to life with the serum. So technically, she raped him twice within five minutes then. Yes. Yes, she does. Yeah. And he comes back to life. Do you think maybe it's not just a metaphor? Metaphor for what? Rape? (laughs) Well, yeah. The only time this is happening is in in relation to the, the werewolfism, to the lycanthropy, isn't it? The only time you ever see uh, like either actual or simulated rape, like you mentioned earlier with the um, with the hospital scene, right? It's just the wolf people. Yeah, lycanthropy is often depicted in films as being just animalistic urges inside people that they can't control, and surely, surely that is just a representation of that, right? It's become significantly more icky because she's not a fucking wolf biting someone. She is a woman with a syringe who is penetrating somebody else with... She's a werewolf. Like, this isn't like cheerleader camp where we're supposed to side with these people. Well, anyway, Kenzie, she jabs... (laughs) No! I'm getting on with the story (laughs) now. Kenzie, she jabs people. Come on! Are we we supposed to like Patsy Kenzie or not? No, because she's sort of the heroine. I mean, well, she's, uh, we, we find she's under duress. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah. Mm. Because after, after she's drugged the peeves, she's like, right, we're going out for a drive, me and you. And they go, they drive. On the drive, she explains how um, Adam Garou's mir- miracle drug works. She says, we usually don't dose up just before we go out. And when your adrenaline rises, that is when you change. It's kind of cool. And it scares the shit out of the bad guys. They drive to a, they drive to a street punk hideout, an ice house. It's where they're making the bad stuff. There's a kid playing on the Game Boy outside. Patsy you know what? Kenzie. The first thing I would do after someone had violated me, I would go on a road trip with them. That's what I would yeah, do. On a mission. It it it's no. I, I mean, obviously, it's a werewolf film, but fuck's sake, there is an element of suspend your disbelief. Someone treats you the way she treated him, regardless of whether or not she's anything resembling under control or not of her own stuff, doesn't alter the fact of what happened to him. You wouldn't go on a jolly old car ride with someone who had you, just you penetrated you without their cons- without your consent. You You might. I mean, that is something that's happened before in the past and that's something that i feel that people misunderstand about these types of situations because often they will that will be used as a defense against the victim because they've gotten a lift home from their abuser or whoever but the truth is when they've been through that they are much more malleable and even uh, in a lot of cases they can't they can barely remember the actual um the actual incident straight away afterwards, which is why it's hard to get a, a, a good statement from the victim as well. Hmm. Okay, I'll give you that. But do you really feel like this film was subtle like that? No, no. Do and went into the you know, nuances I just, of. I was just thinking about it, to be honest, Mark. And um, it, I mean, I stand by what I said, but the one thing that I don't like about a lot of films 
the most recent mainstream thing that I would use as an example is Game of Thrones, is that, okay, so we've, you've got things like rape, which is being depicted as being a really evil act by really evil people, but the people making these films can't help but still try and make it look sexy. Oh, yeah. That was the main thing I really hated about Game of Thrones, and I really hate about every time people do this because someone will write it as a scene that is an evil act and it's terrible and then someone will shoot it and because of like these conventions and the way we view women and sex and things like that they make it sex they sexualize it like there's this there's this need to kind of make everything in order for something to sell and something be palatable to a wider audience even even in a situation of violence that person, like, they still have to have the audience getting off. Yeah, that's pretty fucking grim, isn't it? It's the problem with a lot of mainstream films that, with the male gaze in all of those, all of these mainstream films, because there always has to be that sexualized slant on everything. And when we're depicting things like rape, that's when it gets really, really fucked up. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. It's quite a serious <laughs> discussion, hasn't it? We, we, yeah, yeah. So... Patsy drives the Peebles to this uh, ice house run by street punks where they're making the drugs that are ripping the city apart. And she doses them both again. When she gets to the door, she just jabs him in the neck. He wolfs up. She wolfs up and she rips the door down with her bare hands. He gets Wolverine claws and they go into the ice house and they clean the ice house because they clean house. Now both are full wolf. <laughs> They've gone full wolf and they're making cat sounds. <laughs> Did they just hear wolf sounds and go, that's not cool enough? Yeah, we want, we want like puma sounds, tiger noises. Wow, wow. The main bad lad is a guy called Teague and he's got someone on the job to go and take out the wolf squad because, just, just because. Right, now he gets rapey again because Guru's pissed <laughs> off. Jesus Christ. Gru's really does. Off. Yeah, <sighs> she's, he's pissed off that Patsy Kenzie. Can we do a borrower and just abandon yeah. this? No, we're nearly yeah, there. Now. We're nearly there now. We're going for a wee out of disgust. Go for the wee. We've literally only got blood. Just carry on without me. Okay. Guru is pissed off with Patsy because she did all Van Peebles and he says, I'm the top dog. And it gets all dark again, like we were saying earlier on. Surprise party for Mario Van Peebles. It's the big 3 He's All of his cop buddies are there to give him give him his presents and, and his cake. And the guy from earlier on that he gave the medal to gives him his medal back. But it's silver, Mark, and it burns. It burns his flesh. So Peebs goes into the toilets to sort out the burning medal. And his ex-wife, his wife's there. And she's like, I hope everything's going all right. And he's just basically a bit of a dick to his wife in the toilets. And he's like, I'll, I'll talk to you in a bit. The problem is now he's more wolf than man, isn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, the the Miami guy kind of reminded me of... Uh, it was almost like the the monorail from The Simpsons. Bear with me. This guy comes in and and has all these brilliant stories about this incredible, incredible monorail and how it's worked in all these other cities. And then you discover that it was shit in all these other cities, but he's moved on before he could get in any trouble for it. And the Miami guy is basically the guy from Cleveland in if, if he'd turned up at Springfield, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's the monorail plot. Monorail. Yeah, well, that's, monorail. That's basically, monorail. That is basically it. Yeah. Monorail. Monorail. Plot. Monorail. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is basically it. Cause it turns out that, um, a guru, the A werewolf man has been doing this for years and he's basically immortal, isn't he? And well, he's the only he's werewolf been... in the film. The others are kind of like weird-ass experiments, whereas he is a legitimate werewolf. Well, because that's the thing, is because people's do some research on the internet computer and some microfiche, and he finds out paper headlines mentioning Guru from as late back as 1910, and all the photos are the same. He's even involved in, like... Killing off Al Capone's AIDS in in a full eclipse massacre because mm. it turns out what he's been doing is he gets his full power 
when it is the full eclipse. So he's been he's been doing this for years. He's been doing this for hundreds of years, going around America, cleaning out cities. He's basically that Liam Neeson, Razo Gorfolo from the Batman films, isn't he? So it all kicks off. At, at the end of the film ends up with uh, Van Peebles going to confront the evil evil Adam Guru after he finds out all this information. Before <laughs> he just reads a book, and yeah, goes, he reads he's a bloody werewolf. <laughs> It, you know, no, no, he still doesn't understand that he's a werewolf because he phones up his mate and he's like, right, can you put some silver oxide into the wolf drug because I've got a bit of an idea. And it's not until he actually gets to the final fight and he sees Guru turn into a werewolf and he says, he's a bloody werewolf. And that's like 90 minutes into the film. Like It's, the, it's five minutes from the end. He's like, bloody hell, it's a werewolf. Peebles has not noticed a thing that's gone on. The entire film. So, yeah, says more about the character, really, doesn't it? He's a horrible person, and he doesn't notice what's going on around him. He's, he's a bit of a thicky jock, isn't he? He's an absolute thicky jock, because the moral of the story is he, he, fights, he fights Guru on a crane, and uh, the crane crashes, and Guru's Can like... Can we talk about the Guru werewolf, actually? The, the bear, the cuddly bear. It's a bear, because if you look at his face, it's a bear. Do you think it's just a bear costume that, that they had knocking about? Well, yeah, clearly someone's like, oh, I've got this, um, I've got this bear costume spare. Do you want to use that in your werewolf film? Like, yeah, we'll just do really cu- quick cuts of it so yeah. that no one notices it's just a massive cuddly bear suit. Well, it is, it is a, a one hour, 18 minutes that Peebles actually discovers that <laughs> he says, you're a motherfucking werewolf. Like that. He turns into Blade. He's like, motherfucker. It just says motherfucker loads in the last five minutes. But yeah, ten minutes from the end, and then they have to fight. He beats the werewolf with a fusion of... It's a, Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention the drug, guys. The drug that um, Guru was injecting into people. It's his brain, isn't it? It's his brain juice. It's his brain juice. So- So that is actually a very cool and quite original idea, certainly for 1993. Credit where credit's due. The concept is pretty cool. Weird kind of brain juice from a werewolf being injected into people makes them sort of kind of werewolves. That's actually, yeah, credit where credit's due. I thought that was quite cool. It's just the delivery of it was unpleasant. At the end, like, Peebles fights the bear wolf, the wolf bear, wolf bear, on, on the crane. The crane falls down. Guru is there, and as he dies, he says, Don't let my legacy die, Van Peebles. What does he say? He says, It can't end here. It can't he, end here. He turns into Rocket Howard. Yeah, he says, Lie in my blood, and you will take my life and my power. And Van Peebles just looks at it. Bearing in mind, Peebles has just spent an hour and a half fighting this fella, and saying, everything you do is wrong. I hate it. I hate what you're doing. You're a wolf man from the 1900s. Stop doing it. As soon as he's dead, he's like, if you roll around in my blood, you'll become immortal. And the scene ends with Pete's going, well, I don't know what to do about this. He looks at some blood on his hand. Cut to Denver three years later. He's at home with diagnosis murder. He's coming home from work and he says something like, I made 50 arrests today or something stupid, or I caught some bad guys. And she says, yeah, that's really good. Accidentally cuts herself, but then that cut heals. So not only is the story over, Van Peebles did lie in the blood of the evil Adam Guru and take on the mantle of the fully eclipsed wolf person to take people out. Every every couple of years. And then he does some internet. And he does some internet and says, Denver, nine more days till wolf time. So who wins that? Because at the end of the day, he was leaving his wife. He had horrible life. He came back and he's infected his wife with a horrible disease of immortality. Do you remember werebears? I do, yeah. Don't forget, he was also holding hands with his mistress, not long before we then had the cutscene, he's got back with his wife. Yeah, that was romantic. Yeah, oh yeah, he, oh, fucking hell, yeah, he did a Patsy as well, didn't he? Went to Patsy. <sighs> a Patsy got killed. Patsy gets killed by uh, the wolf, the the, the bear wolf man. I don't remember. Everybody else gets killed by the bear wolf man. I had like three werebears. Did you? Yeah. I had one of them. I had the purple one. I had a blue one. 
a red one that you press its paw and it would howl, Ooh. and I had an orange one. Either what you turned his hands inside out. Yeah, yeah, he turned his hands and his head inside out. I didn't have one of those. I did have a boglin. Oh, yeah. Oh, boglins. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy this one, Fletch? The werewolf cop, buddy cop drama? No. No? <laughs> well, it's a good pick that went down well. Do you know, normally, I, normally I'm fucking all up for pretending that I like stuff. I, I pride myself on being able to argue in favour of any film. He couldn't be bothered to No that. matter what, but I just, I don't have the fucking energy. The world's on fire. <laughs> well, there we go then, ladies and gentlemen. Magic Mark will be back with us again soon. Fletch will be here. I'll definitely be here. We'll see who's with me next time. <laughs> we'll be back next time with, I think we're doing The Vindicator, which is a Robocop monkey rage. So we'll see you later for that. <laughs>